0: We should have a freestyle battle between you and Dede.
1: I'm I'm not good at freestyle.
0: i <laughs> I'll drop the bars right now.
1: Let's go, Dede.
0: Go ahead, go ahead, Dede. All right, all right, drop that beat, drop that beat, drop that beat. Mm. Now mm, mm, you know acapella, bro. Mm. Oh, whatever. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs>
2: Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Monday Beat Podcast. We are back. Got the whole crew here again. You got my boy all the way from his summer home in Malibu. Look at him out there sitting all stunting. For real, man. Out there in the sun. How much that house cost,
0: Kurt? Hey, you know, about a, about a smooth two mil.
2: Two mil, man. And that's just a summer home. Just a, just a little sunlight, light. That's it. Some light. And then we got our other man to the, to the side. Mr. Day in his 20,000 square foot mega mansion out there in Beverly Hills. That's only the kitchen he's in. That's just like his, his prep kitchen, his real kitchen behind the camera. You can't see it.
0: I just had to get earthquake insurance today because apparently earthquakes are are very rampant in California. So you know, that's new to me. How much uh, the house cost you? This house cost me uh, none, you. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my
1: god.
2: Yeah. So the the moral of the story right now is: look, if y'all want to get some money, talk to these two because they rich. <laughs> <laughs> but now that We got a very 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 special guest tuning in with us today. It's gonna be a really dope episode because you know in Atlanta music is massive um, so we have somebody who's in the industry who could help a lot of folks out. Miss Alexi Robinham tuning in all the way from New York City. How are you doing today? How are you living in this whole COVID situation?
1: I am good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. First of all, I really do appreciate it. I'm excited to be on today because, man, being inside during this COVID is boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I've been working all day. So it's really nice to get to chat with, with some people that are not in my own apartment and to also get to talk to you guys about my business and what's going on and just to bring some wine and chat with you guys.
2: Yeah, man, I, I feel like. I mean, unlike these two, I'm not in a mansion, but sitting in an apartment all day. Why are you
0: both looking at me like that? <laughs> sitting in a apartment. Know,
1: you got a nice skyline in the background, Cameron. <laughs> That's what I'm
0: saying. Like, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Atlanta with the Chicago skyline behind me. I don't know how I did that.
1: Only rich people can do
2: that. Only rich people can do that. You know, I do what I can, man. I'm trying. Are you in man. two locations
0: at the same time? That's crazy. I don't
2: even know, bro. I'm telling you, I don't know. But now, nah, but for real, like apartment all day, going stir crazy. Like, yeah, just talking to somebody else is like the highlight of the week. You know what I mean?
1: Definitely. Man, I don't know. I If I were looking at that Chicago skyline from Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> I think that made me really happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know how I'm doing this. I'm making something work. <laughs> yeah, we much on that cookie. How's that cookie, man?
0: You made, Are they, are they uh, homemade? Oh, no. know Nestle's, you know what I'm saying? Top them South- in the oven. 350 South- degrees. Keep that thing in there for 13 to 15 minutes i like to be at the middle of 14. <laughs> that was nice little brown still soft a little, little brown you know huh? you already know how it is baby
2: <laughs> yo shout out to Nestle, man go ahead and give that sponsor
1: Baby, do you sp- stick the thermometer in it oh. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, the right God. temperature
0: i gotta check the temperature of my food i'm not trying to get no you know like salmonella or anything while I'm making chicken but bro, you can eat raw cookies. Cookie. Yeah, I eat raw cookie. I don't know. That. Oh, okay. I got a cookie in the thing.
1: I don't know, sure.
0: <laughs> I'm fat, you better respect me.
1: <laughs> he knows your address.
2: <laughs> I don't know yet. Facts so I need to move. No, <laughs> you don't. <know> the skyline. <laughs> <clears throat> but now let's let, let let's jump into it. Um before we get into finesse media your company, um, you know, in in a nutshell, we want to hear, we ask everybody, since you are a business owner, what is the dumbest shit you have done as a business owner?
1: So I started my first business with a company called College Works Painting when I was 18. And they taught us how to run our own painting businesses. So we would run door to door while we were trying to get leads. Like we're trying to build our businesses by going door to door and finding people that want a jobs. So, uh, in my second year with the company, I was training probably six to eight interns and I was running door to door. It had rained the night before. And I just, I wasn't even paying attention to what was on the floor or anything. I was <laughs> just booking it. I was like, all right, everybody, we're going to run super fast. We're going to go to every single door. we got to hit 40 houses in an hour. And I started running, and then I just ate shit. I just... (laughs) (laughs) So here I am training my interns. I'm like, all right, guys, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I just slip on the the pavement of the second house that, that we went to. And I was bleeding, so I, my face was bruised up, I had a busted lip, and then I'm, I have these two young college girls that, are, that I'm trading that are standing right next to me, and all of are these two girls and one guy, and all of them were like, Lexi, are you okay? Are you doing all right? Um, we just saw you eat shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. Let me, just, let me just take care of myself. Keep running, keep going. Just get those 40 houses.
0: Yo, you you,
2: you was trying to you them trying to do the right thing. You ended up looking crazy.
1: Yep. So, <laughs> so I went to my I went to my car to clean up. I was like, "You guys keep going. I'll be fine." This is the first day of training, mind you. Golly. So I go to my car to clean up, and then these guys are still running around. I kind of I, I'm able to wipe my face down, but my. Lip is still busted. My face is still bruised up on one side. And then I finally meet up with them, and they're they're like, Lexi, are you okay? Like, we can stop. I was like, Nope, we're not. We're not stopping. We're gonna keep going. So then we keep running door to door. <laughs> and I'm just, she busted up face.
2: Yo, <laughs> you probably knock on the door. People think you just got beat up or something. You trying to ask for help? <laughs>
1: The next house I went to, the woman was like, do you want do you to come inside? Do you want to clean up? Are you okay? <laughs> I was like, I'm good. I'm good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is funny. Did any did any of the interns, like, were they cool about it? Did anybody, like, crack jokes?
1: Um, all of them cracked jokes about it. But I think they were so shocked by everything that happened. Because it's, like, their first day that any of this happened. And I think they were kind of scarred by it. So some of them stopped running door to door.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yo, you know, that's that's something like you would never forget. Cause like, I feel like when you're an intern, um, you're just like, you know, fresh in, in, or you're in school and you're all excited or whatever. Yep. That's something like you are gonna remember for everybody. Like, yo, you know, like our boss, like <laughs> fell smack dab on her face on the first day.
1: <laughs> Man, it was some hard pavement too. <laughs> Yeah, I worked for that company for about three years, and that was the hardest job I've ever had. Like, if anyone ever asked me about all the stories that I went through, that job was, like, through the roof. I've never, even to to this day, I've never had a job or worked for any other client or anything where I've been like, man, this is, I ate shit here.
2: (laughs) It came full circle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's all good though. I I'm still standing.
0: All right. No well, pain.
1: What'd no. you
0: say? No pain, no gain. So uh, No if,
1: pain, if, no game. Go hard in the paint.
2: <laughs> well let's um let's dive into finesse media a little bit and your story. So uh tell us about it, you know, it's we uh, we know, you know, Atlanta's huge for music, right? And mm-hmm. everyone, there's a ton of people who are trying to get into the industry, trying to, you know, move the rank, move the way up in the industry. And they're always looking for ways to, you know, people to network uh, with, ways to improve what they're doing, things of that nature. Kind of just give us like a little rundown of what you guys do, um, how you guys got started, and, you know, what you guys' goal is and everything.
1: Yeah, so we actually started as an e-learning platform. So back in December well actually prior to December um, my friends and I had been talking about different ways that we could help people in the music industry so like how can we help people make money how can we help people learn about the industry because the music industry is pretty confusing like if you ask an artist about how they make their money and how they get their royalties how their music is split up into publishing and licensing and things like that a lot of people don't even how it works and even the mu- people in the music industry don't know how, to, how it works so um my friends and i just started talking about how we could teach people about it not me but them because they work in the music industry um, one of my friends is a platinum record producer for um, some different artists all over the country like fontana um well like Lil tj chinese kitty all these people and then another friend of mine is a Bronx rapper. So I knew that they could teach classes if I just gave them a the platform. So we originally wanted to have a brick and mortar spot, but it's way too expensive to rent out of space out in New York. So we were just like, you know what, why don't we just do it online? So we started doing these online classes, which was awesome because we launched on February 26th and within three days got our first customer, which was like, so exciting for us because that customer wasn't even anyone that was in our network. Cause you know, when you first get started, you start reaching out to the people in your network, but this person was just some random person that found us through the marketing that we had done. Wow. So we continued to do more marketing. We were putting together some events and essentially just started rolling with everything that we knew. So like everything in the music industry that my friends knew I was like, okay, can you teach this class on production, or can you um, talk about how to make money in the music industry and things like that, and then we started thinking about events and, like, in-person things that we could be doing to help people network in the industry, but on March 13th, or March 16th, I was supposed to have our my first event, and because of the coronavirus stuff, we had to shut down entirely, Of like, we yep. sold we sold tickets on eventbrite we were so excited about it and then may 13th i was like yeah i don't think i can i can host this event everybody everything's shutting down right now and that was right before they did the this like 50 person ban like you can just gather in a group of 50 people or more so i just started refunding people so i was going through eventbrite clicking refund for each because oh, you have to do it individually And I was just like, man, this, this is really, really crappy. Like I'm not going to be able to run my business anymore because I couldn't do the in-person media production. Like I couldn't get together with my team to uh, get everybody to teach classes, couldn't do the in-person events anymore. So I was just like, okay, well, if I can't do this, then what can I do? So I took about a week, a week and a half to start brainstorming. And originally the e-learning platform was in the hip hop. And RMB space, so I was like, okay, well, how can I open this to make it more global? And um, I had met with um, an investor from, or he used to work with Rough Riders, and he was like, well, you need to start thinking bigger. Like, how can how can you reach a larger audience? How can you make this worldwide? So I opened up the platform to. Um, different people in the music industry, including people from like the indie areas or indie folk music, uh, pop, um, not so much country. I'm not a big country fan, but (laughs) um, essentially we're just like, why don't we just open it to almost everybody or pretty much anyone in the music industry and make it a media platform. So we became a media platform that showcases the best music creators and entrepreneurs out there. Um and our goal is pretty much to give people a chance regardless of whether where they're at in their music career. Like if they're an artist manager who wants to be the next Jay-Z running his label, creating things like title, um they have the opportunity to talk about something like that. Or if they're a platinum record artist but they suck at social media and they're they're like, well, we have these platinum records, but our social media needs some help, and they can talk about that right. struggle or talk about their experience. So we pretty much showcase everybody uh, on our platform in the music industry, as long as they have a cool story to tell, and as long as they have some talent to, to back it up. Because we really love entrepreneurs, we love people who um, have a creative mindset, have a unique story to to share with people, and we want pe- we want people to feel like they have a network of um so we also do in person or not in person events but now we do like these do events and podcasts and things like that every single week to just bring people in
2: and do it worldwide no that's dope I feel like um like I'm not obviously I'm not an expert in the music industry but just from the outside looking in like I you can tell that there's a lot of things that go into that industry outside of just what you hear on the radio on your phone everything like that and I feel like you know and and many different industries there's uh, so many questions of how do you manage social media how do you expand your reach and things like that and it's cool to hear somebody in that specific industry um helping people out with that with those exact specific questions like hey i'm an artist i need to learn how to work social media and they come to you guys and you guys and say hey this is what you need to do
1: mm-hmm. That's dope. yeah it's been cool because we've connected with so many different artists so i mean when we first started we were we were working with maybe two, three artists max. But because everybody's not using their phones during COVID, it's like if I reach out to someone and they've got time, they'll respond and say, yes, I'll work with you. So we've gotten some really cool people, and we've expanded our reach to seven different countries just because of everything that's happening with COVID. It's it's crazy.
0: No, that's dope. That's dope. Go ahead, (laughs) David. Hey, man, first off, number one, my man Cam dropping a mixtape. real soon he been, he been, it's been five years in the making Remember, not five you're ten years in the making he's been talking about this since 2010 he said he gonna drop it this year the wait has been over it's like the wu-tang album that got bought by that one guy and we we never heard it. we don't even know what it sounded like but cam said the heat is coming out in 2020 he says summer about to be hot he said Bump a hot girl summer is about to be a hot Cam summer. I was like, say less. So shout out to my man, Cam. He'd be out, he out here getting ready to drop the heat out here in these streets, man. All lives. Cam's about to spit some bars. Cam, spit bars.
1: What
0: you mean all lives?
2: You know, I would, but it's going to cost. It's going to be like, you know what I'm saying, a hundred bucks a word. So I got to get that, that Venmo first. That's wild. That's crazy.
0: Anyways, (laughs) anyways, since you, uh, you know, Alexis, you've been so ingrained into the music industry. I know your love for music had to start somewhere. And I'm curious, what was the first, like, album that you bought that bought you and that just got you in the music in general?
1: The first album I bought? Yeah. (laughs) So I used to get one to two dollars a week for doing chores when i was little Mm. and i saved up a bunch of money or a a bunch of money in kid in kid perspective um which was i think ten dollars or something and the cheapest album was actually this latin i'm not latin by the way i'm a little bit spanish but i'm not latin it was Mm. like this, this random latin group um It was pretty much just the cheapest album I could find. Their name was Saluna. It was this girl group from Mexico. And I just, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't say that that's the way that I started getting really into music, but that was the first album that I bought. Um, It was just like the cheapest. I think that was the first CD that I had bought. That was when the CDs just started becoming a thing. But if you want to know how I actually started getting into music, it was more so because My brother, my brother always wanted to be a DJ, and, or at least in the past, he wanted to be a DJ or a big producer or something like that, and he would force me to rap with him in the kitchen, so he would just, like, put something on on LimeWire, and he would have me freestyle. I'm not good at all, but he would make me do it, so, so he used to spend, like, hours in the kitchen just just freestyling and I was I was really, really bad at it. But my brother was the one who really got me into music. Like we used to I'm from the Bay Area originally. I grew up in um like an hour outside of San Francisco and Fairfield, California. Um Mm -hmm. like where Mac Dre and E forty and the whole hyphy movement is really big. So I grew up in that music culture and it's it's stuck with me ever since. Like I remember in sixth grade I had I had this project and I got in trouble for putting, for making a music video with like Mac Dre on it. And uh, I don't know, we put, we put, put yeah, some really, yeah. <laughs> we put some really inappropriate hype Yo. No. <laughs> <No. laughs> so That's
0: that was. He <laughs> was just a freestyle battle one
1: What was that? Wait, what did
0: you say? I think we should have a freestyle battle between you and Dede.
1: I'm I am not good at freestyle.
0: I'll drop the bars right now. Let's
1: go, Dede.
0: Go ahead, go ahead, Dede. All right, all right, drop that beat, drop that beat, drop that beat. Mm. now mm, mm, you know acapella, man. Mm. Oh, whatever. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, <they did> <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You can say your money. computer froze. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Beat money, man. The squad. You know where we win. I got the team on my back, though. Greg Jenkins. AZ-623, that's the place I claim while I'm Travis Porter in the club because I make it rain. So much money, man. I need a damn duffel bag. My girl cooking real good. Woo-woo sway. These boys such a lost cause. I get all the glory while your girl playing with the they like, it's toy story. I'm done. <laughs> Where's that from? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> What do you mean, where's that from? I said, I said, where's that from? <laughs> I did, I actually did that freestyle freshman year. Oh, you, you did. You remember the freshman year cipher that we oh, did? Oh, my God. That was the God. legit. No, <laughs> <laughs> same bar for bar. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. Yes, bro, I still remember that, man. I don't know where the video is. I've been looking for that for years.
2: Oh, my God. So, Real quick story. Back so I met me and Dayday met freshman year, like first day of college,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: everyone like like we went to school in Atlanta, so everyone's in the music industry. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: So it was like one day everybody was freestyle. I didn't participate because I know I can't do that. <laughs> but Dayday <laughs> over here wanted to participate, and he came. You people went crazy too.
0: <laughs> like Blue I remember up. that. <up>. Listen, bro, when I dropped the the Woody like a story story line, it was old. Streets was hot.
2: (laughs) How long did it take you to come up with that? That's what I'm curious about.
0: Oh, man. I wrote that for like two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote my, I I remember having that thing for like two weeks. I was like, dang, man, I I know this line can be fire. So I just jotted down. And then the day of the event, I didn't even know if I was confident that I was going to use it yet. First of all, this is not even about me, this is about finesse media like
1: i don't even know how this got to be it's okay
0: i'm
2: entertained <laughs> we had we had to hear some you know you're about to uh finesse media about to have a new client
0: in a second
1: yeah we're about to start hey, doing man. some pr for you
0: or something hey man started out finessing, ended up finessing. <laughs> you
2: know what we're gonna do we're gonna take that we're gonna uh put a beat behind it and that thing gonna go viral Oh
1: man! i know a great there. producer <laughs>
2: There we go. It's it's Say less. Right, Say
1: like, first off, you the man
0: that's dropping the album, we've been waiting ten years. And we're gonna keep waiting another ten. <laughs> <laughs> this heart. is
1: actually this is actually not a podcast. This is us collabing on a on a song.
2: Exactly.
0: Day is <laughs> <Getty's> the artist.
1: <laughs>
0: go oh, ahead, Kurt. All right. So to switch it back to fitness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and and our and our lovely guest. Uh, so, what would you say? Who are or who would you say your top five uh, artists to work with right now, or that you would want to work with in the future?
1: Top five artists that I'd want to work with. Hmm. I would love to work with Keilani. She's a she's a big inspiration for me. Um, her music is just fire. Um, I think that Kendrick Lamar would be really dope to work with as well. Um, well, I don't know. Some legends would be cool, but I don't think that would be possible anytime soon because they are no longer around. So, um, <laughs> but I'm trying to think, I don't have anyone that I really want to work with right now it's hard for me to really idolize people but i do have some people that i love listening to like j cole i love kendrick lamar Kaylani. um oh her is is a really big one that i would love to work with and then the people that i love working with now i've got a lot of artists that i work with now that i joke like one one band that i know and love is my brothers and i they're this indie pop soul r and band out of portland oregon um we just did an interview with them i also work with this really dope kid named chris carter who he does like 90s style hip-hop and he just started eight months ago but this kid's hustle is like it's through the roof i have never seen someone with or i've seen people with his hustle but no one who is like alexi what about this? What about this? How are you? How can I make this better? Or like, I have this idea of an event that you guys can do. Cause he's now an intern of ours, and he, I know, is gonna go somewhere. Like he's gonna make it big because the drive that this guy has is just amazing. Um, I'm also working with um, this artist named Light Up, who's from the Bronx, who is so dope. Like he's just, he's a great sound engineer. But he's also a great rapper, and his vibes are like, you know, if you guys go to Atlanta and you're looking for something to dance to, it's like his music is the kind of music that will end up in the club. So, um, he, I know he's going to make a big, whoa, there are a lot of people that I'm working with right now. Some indie people, like indie folk people. This one artist from uh, the UK, her name's Blonded. Her voice is the sound of an angel. When I say the sound of an angel, it's like she sings, and you see God. That's what I mean. Like, it's just, ah, like, wow, her voice just blows me out of the water. Um, So her, and then I'm trying to think of one more person that is really good. I mean, there's this woman named Elsie who's out of California. Sean Bradford is really dope. Um, he's out of Berlin, he also used to be on Broadway in New York City, man, this is a hard question, all of these people too, like I work with now, so I want to shout out all of them, um, but yeah, I was, I would say that, <laughs> that all of those artists are really dope, there's, um, there are a lot of people that I work with who are just amazing, shout out to Mitch Mula, who is one of my really, really close friends out in New York, he's a Latin American producer that I was telling you guys about. We um, just got another platinum record with Little hey. T J, and he is one of my closest friends. So if I'm gonna say that I, I'll be working with someone in the future, Nick Muller is, is my my number one. Just because he's like the, one of the first friends that I made out here in New York City, and just really helped me promote my work with Vanessa uh, when, when we got started. So. Yeah. Hopefully that Definitely. answers your question.
0: I know I gave you like 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> that does. That does. How do you uh? How do you go about um, just I guess differentiating, differentiating like, just that unique sound or or like getting that unique person? Because I feel like the music industry is so, it's so like, fascinated nowadays, right? So how do you just find that, find that talent
1: like that? Yeah. So it's a couple things. Well. I was in a bunch of choirs growing up, like I, I know what good music sounds like, because I, not only do I listen to a lot of music, I have a trained ear, at least trained enough to know, I mean, everybody has their their own taste and their own style, but you know when, like if you have a trained ear, you know when someone's not good, that's for sure, and so like I might not like someone's music. But I know that their sound is good. And so if their sound is good and I can recognize that, then then usually we'll give it a chance. But, you know, it's tough because we do all have our own types of music that we like. So sometimes I'm in a mood where, like, I want to be sad. I want to hear sad music. Or I want to be dancing around my apartment or something like that. Or I want to be at the club. And so part of it depends on, on my mood. So what I know that well, what I do is sometimes I'll just I'll stop listening to music, and then if I want to listen to it again, then I know it's good because like there's something about that song that brought me back to it. Um, that's one one way is if I want to listen to the song over and over and over again, or if it just like it has to be able to be reproduced. Like I don't want to listen to a song that. The, you could tell the person who didn't do any work on the mixing and mastering, you could tell that they, the sound engineer just, or maybe there wasn't even a sound engineer, it was just like you have a beat and then you have the the artist and that's it. So if they haven't even done the work for their own art, then they haven't even recognized what, whether or not this art is good because they might sound good as a raw artist, like great, they're going to sound good in person, which is really important, but. A superstar, someone who's going to make it big, is someone who has the, that ear and knows that they need to really, they need to hone their craft and they need to make it professional so that when they put it out there, other people are going to want to support them. Because it's not like, it's not like 2000, I don't know, 2003, 2004, where YouTube cover artists are getting, are becoming superstars nowadays. It's like, it's so competitive nowadays because of the streaming that you have to really have that talent and know that you need to have the best mix, mix and master. You have to have the best sound engineer to work with you. And you have to be able to, to bars. Like if you are an artist who cannot rap and you have some good mixing and mastering, I mean, unless you're blue-faced, I don't think that, that. I really don't think
0: that. No, like, really?
2: <laughs> hey, y'all!
0: Hey, all y'all artists out there, do not come to Alexi if y'all got no bars, all right? No bars. <laughs> we need the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, like blueface. Okay, blueface. Sure, he he did a good job with like getting his superstardom. He went viral, but. I don't want to promote an artist who does not have talent, you know? Like, I want to promote the best artists. I want to promote the people who are dope, like they're working hard. I want someone who has come to me and and was like, Alexi, I don't have the best PR team. Like, I have a very small budget, but I'm willing to work hard, and I want promotion because of this. I'll be like, okay, let me hear your music. If I don't like it, then I'll give you some feedback. Come back to me in five months. With another song, or next month, even next week, and I'll give you another chance, and that's what I want to see. So sometimes it's not even just about the sound. Like, of course, you gotta have talent, but we want to also represent people who like work hard and people who have something to add, which is really important. Like, if we're gonna bring you on the show, and I ask you what advice uh, ask the artist, what advice can you give to aspiring artists out there that were once in your shoe or that want to be in your shoes and you're just like oh i don't know uh i can't really give you any advice then i'm like okay well i can't promote you unless you have something that you want to share with the world because if you want to keep all of that fame and stardom to yourself then like you're just not the right fit for finesse media unless you're like maybe cardi b because then B is dope <laughs> but cardi b is also very giving so um yeah but it's it's a mix of everything but in regards to the sound it's just a matter of like, do I wanna play this over and over again? Cause you know, art's art. Like sometimes it's gonna vibe with you and sometimes it's not. If it sounds good, if it, if the harmonies are good, if the, like if the artist doesn't even know what harmonies are, but it, it sounds good and I wanna replay it, then I'm like, okay, let's give this person a chance.
2: No, that's dope. Long story short, don't come to her if you ain't put the work in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: keep the
0: real bars quit playing
1: (laughs) sorry i know that was (laughs) long-winded
0: that's good perfect
2: um i got one i got one more thing um so this whole covid situation for business owners has been kind of crazy um you know some people have shut down some people kind of like us have been like in the beginning stages and they're just trying to like navigate first starting a business then to like navigating starting business during COVID. Um, what advice would you give somebody, whether it be in the music industry or just in general, like getting a new entrepreneur starting out, kind of how to manage um, their business during this time?
1: I think one thing is definitely being patient. Like COVID, we no one knows when all of, all of this is gonna end. So like all the stress, don't even worry about it. It's gonna end, COVID's gonna end eventually one year two years sure um but if you're a small business owner the nice thing about being a small business owner or like an early stage startup founder is you probably don't have that much to worry about like sure you might have some clients that are getting on your back because you can't produce as quickly because maybe you're an e-commerce company and you can't get your product out as quickly as you can promise but like okay, well, you can't do anything about it. It's out of your control. So you got to make sure that you continue doing the things that you can control. So that's one thing is just having patience and understanding like what you can and can't control and prioritize things that you can. Um, and then another thing with all of this COVID stuff, like a lot of people are still buying. People are just buying different things. So if you have to pivot, you have to pivot. Like I was lucky enough to have only launched two months prior to running the business, or maybe, well, technically we launched the website one month, less than a month prior. Um, But we had to pivot, like there's no other option sometimes. There's a company, I think they're out in Missouri or something, it's like a band company, or not a band company, they're a company that makes uniforms for school bands. Like high school bands and college bands and things like that and this company they saw that they weren't going to be selling any more band uniforms because they can't get these bands together so they started making face masks and selling those and they're making almost as much revenue from those face masks as they are from selling these band uniforms so it's like there's still money to be made it's just in different places like not every the unfortunate part is a lot of people are out of work, so a lot of people are, are not spending as much money, but there are still little pockets of things that you can do to make money. Like, sure, sell, sell face masks, sell some merchandise. People are still buying merchandise, like, especially these artists who can't perform anymore. Like, these artists can be entrepreneurial and be like, look, I got these new t-shirts out, or I got these nice comfy boxers with my right. with a, a logo on it like you can walk around your house during coronavirus and your boxers right. <laughs> representing <Exactly>. my logo <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff that people can still be doing to to make money and hell if you don't have some products that you can sell like right now we're not even selling our products like all of the stuff that we're doing we're We're working with getting advertisers on and we're working with um, like trying to find people to eventually become clients of the company for PR opportunities or advertising opportunities. So it's like you have to do what's right for your business. And if that means that you need to take a step back for a month or something from your original goal to do something else, then that's totally fine. Um, I think those are the main pieces of advice for like the coronavirus. Stuff. And if there's one last piece of advice that I would give to people, is like just start. Like, you guys, you started your podcast with, like, what you started probably asking around maybe a few people in your community, I'm guessing. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like you just have to start finding people who are interested in what you're doing. And they're always going to be haters, they're always going to be people who are not interested in what you're doing and sometimes it's going to feel personal but most of the time it's not like you just have to start i mean i have i'm starting a business one as an as an asian woman a young asian woman and and originally started in the hip-hop and r&d space and when i was going to different people talking about my products that were being critical of it and trying to help me get a different mindset around it they were they were like well why would you be a good fit and like what experience do you have in the music industry and what are some other things like what do you know about hip-hop and r&b like you don't even know me i i might know a lot about hip-hop and r&b right <laughs> <laughs> <No
2: more. laughs>
1: yeah exactly i used to freestyle in my kitchen what are you talking about <laughs> but saying is like you're always going to have these people who are not really for you that don't support you i mean hell, like i ha- I even have friends who were like i wouldn't buy what you're selling if i were an artist yeah. and i'm like okay cool next like yeah. i i got other things to worry about i'm sorry i don't need your your approval like if one person gets value out of the, the thing that i'm doing hell i'm going to sell the hell out of it and get a million people to, to be interested in it so I always tell people to just start, like it doesn't matter if you're getting traction or or if you're not getting traction within the first few weeks or something like especially now nowadays, social media, you want instant gratification. Like you're con people are constantly looking through their likes and did I get a like on this post and things like that. But that's not important, honestly, like just hustle. Like go go run door to door, try to get to, to forty houses in an hour, and like if you fall on your face, then who cares? Like no one no one can judge you for it as long like if you're working hard, then it, it doesn't even matter. Like people, I'm sure don't not do not recognize the work that you guys are putting into to your podcast sometimes, and it can be frustrating because it's like man, I just spent all this time working on this one post. And I got, I got 13 likes on it.
2: (laughs) That's, that's the grind. (laughs) That's true.
1: (laughs) So it's a, it's a hustle. And I I think if you're a true business owner, you're going to enjoy it. Like you will really enjoy sticking your face in the mud and just learning from every single experience that you, that you have, or maybe not enjoy it, but you'll learn to enjoy the experience of it at least.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, Amazon wasn't built overnight. Mm Mm-hmm microsoft wasn't built overnight tesla wasn't built overnight like you know like it's it's that's just how it is like you got to kind of go through the tough patches to you know get to the end of the tunnel and, and see the light
1: yeah um and I you think, have to be willing to network too like you yeah. guys must have been able to start this podcast had you not been willing to step out of your comfort zone and, and go talk to other people that you didn't know exactly um, especially exactly. Especially during this COVID time, like what better thing to do than, than network with people because you have an opportunity to do it worldwide. Hell, like I got, I started connecting with artists worldwide just by sending them a DM on Instagram. So anyone can do it. Like right. you guys reached out to me on Instagram. So it's it's like, it's that hustle mentality. Like what else can I do? Okay, I don't, I can't make money right now. So maybe I just need to network and bring some people into the interest.
2: Right. Like, and you never know, like, you know, you may meet one person that has all the keys that you need, you know what I'm saying? And, and to your point, like, you know, everyone's at home right now. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. But
2: everyone's sitting around doing nothing. Just you got Instagram, you got Facebook, just shoot them a note. And if they don't respond, they say no, move on to the next one. Like it, it'll be all right. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys
2: uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> right, you got anything else? I oh, man. I think that's it, man. I'm, i'll I'll wrap it up um so that is a wrap thank you everybody for tuning in to what is episode 10 of the monday beat podcast streaming everywhere so if you're listening on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever thank you appreciate it but if you could subscribe that would really help us out share it comment give us five stars whatever it may be if you're watching us on youtube please subscribe to our YouTube channel, like it, share it, share with everybody, comment, you know what I'm saying? Tell us that we all don't, we all stupid and ugly. I don't care, just leave us a comment. <laughs> but no, nah, you know, we appreciate everybody's support. Um, Lexi, we appreciate you coming on. Tell us about
1: you. the next media yes. and all you're doing
2: for the music industry. Um, I think it's a really dope space. I think there's probably, you know, a bunch of people out there in the industry with a ton of questions, I'm sure you guys could, bridge that gap and help them out um, everybody listening make sure like i said you subscribe make sure you shared um, hit us up on instagram at beat monday b-e-a-t-m-n-d-y or to make everything a lot easier you can find every episode on our youtube channel and all the audio versions on our website at beat monday um, check it out, everything there super easy. Um, make sure you also check out Day Day Series Monday Views on our YouTube channel and on our website. Just him walling out, interviewing a bunch of dope entrepreneurs around Atlanta. Um, and if you want to work with us, just hit us up. Like we were saying, networking is the key. So hit us up. We're always down to network and work with everybody, um, no matter where you're at. So. Um.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: but no it's been real we appreciate everybody make sure you stay tuned so we can get you guys more cool content but until next time signing out